You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today I'm talking with Roseanne Beck and her daughter Madeline. I met this mother-daughter duo in Atlanta during market the other week, and I had to have them on. Roseanne makes beautiful paper goods that she paints, and Madeline does calligraphy, paints beautiful champagne bottles, and so much more. Listen and learn more about this fun duo. All right, so why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? And why don't we go first with you, Roseanne? Hi, I'm Roseanne, and I live in Dallas, Texas. I was born and raised here and live in a small community and have never left. Um, (laughs) It's about two or three square miles and right in the middle of Dallas. Um, I grew up in the Park Cities, um, went to SMU, and then still live really close to where I grew up. Um, Love my community and my family right here. And um, I'm Madeline, her oldest daughter. She definitely passed along that um, that homebody gene because <laughs> I also have not left Dallas, went to SMU. Um, my dad's favorite joke was that I found a college closer to my home than my high school. <laughs> and really just the same reasons. Family is here. Um, our businesses are here. Our friends are here. And um we just, we love the community and kind of the surroundings that we have. I love that. That's so much like me. Like I grew up, I went to the same high school as my parents and my grandfather. I went to college like 20 minutes from where I live. And then I moved back and bought a house literally like right next door to my parents. So <laughs> I get that. We might be related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so me. My mom um, went to my same elementary school and high school um, as well. So I love that. Deep roots. <laughs> yes. So tell me a little bit about, you know, growing up. I guess we'll go first with you, um, Roseanne. Like, were you always creative? Were you always like a little entrepreneur? Did you start drawing and designing like when you were little and then it kind of foreshadowed where you are today? Or talk to me a little bit about that. And then um, I'm going to ask you about that too, Madeline. Um, I was always... Um, a little bit crafty. Um, elementary school, we were just cleaning out some storage units and I found some of the things that I saved from literally my elementary school drawings. <laughs> and I'm like, I still have these. I can't believe it. Um, and so I loved it drawing from an early age. But in high school, I started actually my very first company. Oh. A terrible name. It was called Frames and Things. But um, I we made um, ceramic frames Um, and I hand painted them and I was always into the hand painting and we sold them. We went to New York, um, it was called the New York gift show at the time and, uh, did that to help put myself through college. Um, and then we stopped that and then I went to, um, school to, uh, to SMU, but 
always I was cooking, I was in the kitchen, I was making little place cards, I was, you know, helping with trying to um, keep things moving along. And but the frames were kind of my first company. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I think that's so wild that you started that in high school. Like, what was your family creative? Like, I feel like in high school, I wouldn't have even known about like the gift show in New York. So how did they just support you and you kind of just research this or how did you even do that? I feel My like it's amazing. My mom and dad were um, uh, involved with that company, um, but I just started it as a crafty thing to kind of just make some extra money on the side. And then um, just really, it's just started snowballing. But my whole family is entrepreneurs. Everybody is an entrepreneur. Um, I joke with my friends, my kids have never seen somebody get up and go to work. Everyone just (laughs) is working all the time. Yeah, I love that. It's probably also for kind of background context on the fam to paint the picture. My mom's whole side of the family is Greek and... Um, she grew up with her, my grandfather, her dad, owning restaurants and just working, I mean, it sounds like 20 hours a day all the time, just entertaining and having fun and being loud and um, in the kitchen, out of the kitchen, in the business, in the house, at the restaurant, whatnot. So, um, I mean, she kind of passed down a lot of that to when I was growing up with my siblings, but to her point, everyone in our fam is always working on a project, whether it's a 20 year business or something new they're thinking about. It's our whole family. I feel like always has their hand kind of in something. That's so fun. I saw this little meme the other day and I like screenshot it and send it to some of my friends. Cause it was like, I quit my nine to five to work 24 <laughs> seven. That's like yeah, so no, an entrepreneur. Like that. that is so true. <laughs> so now what about you? Tell me about you growing up. I mean, obviously being around your mom and your family, it sounds like there was a lot of creativity and a lot of nurturing yeah. that, but like, were you always interested in painting and getting crafty or how was growing up for you? It was very similar. Um, I, I grew up watching my mom. I mean, I was the oldest, so I've got me and then a, a brother and a younger sister, but I grew up watching her build, um, at the time it was called Cross My Heart Cards, and then um, I'm sure we'll get to that story, but uh, pivot into her company now, Rosie and Beck. It was, we were always at the studio with her. It was either down the street for a little bit while she was growing and then um, up the toll road to her mega office that she had for quite a while. But we were we were always either at the studio after school for fun, or um, if you got to have, you know, an air quote, like mental health day, you got to go to work with mom. Um, in the early days when I was really, really little, everything was hand painted. And so um, her studio was in our house when I was first born. So it was, it was something that we were always exposed to and always so excited and interested in uh, me, probably the most out of my siblings, but um I used to go into the studio really, really young and some of the older women that were empty nesters or even had grandchildren that were painting for her would say, I'm going to be working for you one day. And so it was just something that I feel like I was surrounded by, by our house and my mom always working and creating at home. Um, She painted and still does paints everything at our kitchen table. So we know when it's paint season, trying to get ready for market, um, market was also something from an early age we knew and it was like this mysterious thing where's mom going for two weeks um 
I think when I was little, she always said I used to call Atlanta Market Aunt Lana. Why do you want to see Aunt Lana again? I mean, <laughs> Aunt Lana. So oh um, it was, I mean, it definitely influenced a lot of my creativity. I think we were just very entrepreneurial from grandparents down. My aunt has a catering company, so I would go to work with her. Um, she would she would hang a lot of the kid art painted flowers I would paint um, in the middle of her kitchen downtown, which was always so fun. Aww. But it was just reinforced from all angles. So um, as I got older, similar to my mom, I, I wanted some extra spending money in the summers. And so my best friend and I um, I think after eighth grade, we started a summer camp for kids in our garage and we charged $16 a day and we scrapbooked the the flyer and we put all these cute little stickers on it. We had theme days and Sam and I would have the kids come to our house for four hours and they would do crafts all day. They would play in the yard. We'd watch a movie. Um, so that was kind of my first little creative endeavor in business at the same time, air quote business. I mean, I was like 14, but um, that carried me through high school and um, yeah, just always kind of trying something different that was, what am I going to ultimately do with this? But always a project, always painting, drawing, sketching, doodling, whatnot. You know, when you were in middle school, everyone wanted their name in bubble letters. I was the bubble letter girl. It was fun. I love that. That does sound so fun, like being surrounded by all that creativity. So you were at house too all the time. Just I mean, whether it was work friends of moms that became like aunts and uncles to us, we were it was an open door and it was always spinning. People were in and out for projects or dinner, just lots of entertaining, lots of lots of friends that became family. Um, just always always busy. Oh, that's so so special. So now you both studied at SMU, right? Yes. So what did each of you study there? Did it have anything to do with then your business today or was it completely different? Tell me a little bit about what you studied. Mine did not have anything to do with it. <laughs> my dad, well, I just he's my just biggest cheerleader and my favorite of all time, but he made it very clear that when I graduated from college, I had to have a job that I could make some money. And so I really wanted to be major in art. And he's like, no, you cannot make any money majoring in art. (laughs) Not an option. Absolutely not. So um, I tried about, oh my gosh, so many majors and um, none of them were for me. And then finally I decided not creatively at all that I was going to major in English and become a teacher. So Um, majored in English and then had to do a little teaching certificate um, afterwards because back in back in the day you didn't have to do a full education um, like uh, you do now and um, so that was what I did and then I taught second grade for three years and um, that was not what I wanted to do (laughs) Um, I my the school I taught in was far from my house and I got in the car and drove every day and so every day I would sit out and do sketches and my classroom was great. I had the best bulletin boards there ever were, but um, it was, it, no, I was an English major. Oh my gosh. So now when it came to your own daughter, did you let her study art or what did you end up studying? I, it was, I told my mom, I think from early on, similar to like, okay, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to work for you. I was also going to SMU. I wanted to go to SMU until... 
my senior year in high school when I was like, oh, maybe I should go do something. So um, I was kind of exploring all options, but ended up at SMU on just a great scholarship that made it possible and included a lot of study abroad program um, opportunities. So that was kind of how I got my fix of leaving Dallas for a tiny bit. But I thought I wanted to do business. I went to an economics class the first Monday or Tuesday of my first week at SMU. And I remember calling my mom and was like, okay, so I'm not, I can't do that. There's (laughs) there's no way. I had done that in a statistics class. And the statistics class could either be my first of a bunch of um, business classes, or it could just be my one math and then I was out and that was the route I took. So (laughs) I I dropped the econ classes as quickly as possible. And I added in um, a graphic design minor intro class. They had not ever done anything like it before. Um, They had an advertising program, which is ultimately what I ended up doing. But this was the first class of the first semester of the graphic design track. So um, I ended up graduating with uh, a major in creative advertising, which is actually what my dad does, and a minor in graphic design. And there was one class at the end. I really thought it was going to be like the one that sent me into the fifth year. It was a professor that just was wanted me to think so uh, conceptually about the advertising and I wanted it to look pretty. I wanted it to look like an invitation or something, you know, what I was exposed to for design. And he was just like, you are not getting this. This is not, (laughs) that's not what we're doing. So I kind of used my classes as a way to learn the design programs to utilize for what I wanted to be designing, which was a lot more pretty and, you know, paper focused and weddings and whatnot. But um, it definitely did not get me any brownie points with the advertising professors that were trying to get us to, you know, <laughs> top New York agencies and whatnot. And I was like, eh, no, I just, just show me how to do this. <laughs> um, so that was the track I took. Both my parents were very, very supportive and, um, aware that I would probably do something creative. I think um, sometimes I wish I had a little more of a business understanding, but now there's so many resources for the field and little niche that we're in as creative entrepreneurs that you really can learn a lot of what you might've had to learn in school before. Yeah, definitely. So now what was your first career then? I guess we'll start with you, Roseanne. So obviously you were a teacher um, and you did that, I think, for two or three years, you said. But then how did you get back into your own business? Because it sounds like you had um, a business before what is today Roseanne Beck. Um, So tell me about that. I I was making little invitations on the side. I was always a doodler. And... um, I would draw a black and white line drawing and then I would literally, I'm a watercolor artist. And so I would hand paint all the invitations. So they were die cut, but we didn't have any dies. It was all made to order. And we had, you know, your scissors and your paint and sometimes your ribbon or your tissue or whatever it might be. And then we would make um, invitations. So I was sitting at the reading tables with these little kids and the moms would come in and work in the classrooms and whatnot. And they're like, why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, but (laughs) I think I should. And I was married um, to Maddie's dad. And I said, listen, I think I can make as much money as I make teaching. And I want to quit my job and do these invitations. And I really never looked back. Um, 
And uh, the Dallas Morning News uh, got wind of some of the invitations. The newspaper was so big and they did a little article on me uh, pretty, pretty quick out right outside the gate. And all the invitations, they were shaped. So it would be a stork and you'd hand cut it out and the bundle would tie onto the beak and you would fold it down and all the information (laughs) would be inside the bundle. Or it'd be a Mexican fiesta hat and you'd hole punch tissue paper dots and hand glue them on with toothpicks to make the (laughs) the pom-poms or whatever it might be. Um, And one of the local stores in Dallas that... Um, called and said, I saw your invitations in the um, newspaper and would you like, we'd like to meet with you. And it was right selection, two wonderful ladies, um, Betsy Swango and Susan, and I can't remember her last name now. Um, and they said, we want to, we're in this group at the National Stationery Show and you take local things that you have found. We'd like to take one of your albums up to New York. And I'm like, album, I don't, I don't know what these ladies are talking about. (laughs) And so I put together this little book and they're like, Oh, this is really rough. (laughs) Um, And I said, well, this is all I have. And get, you know, they said, okay, well, we're going to take it anyway. And they came back from the national stationery show with their group of these other store owners from all over the country. They, they would meet in the evenings with this envelope full of cards that were people that were interested in the invitations. Oh my gosh. And they said, okay, sweetness, we need to improve the album. We need to do this. And they took me under their arm and really helped me. And so we started selling these albums and I couldn't do all the painting anymore by myself. So we got boxes and in your box, you had your black and white invitations. You had your scissors and all of your supplies, your paint kit. And these ladies would come in and out of the house. And it was like a little quilting bee that sometimes they could sit and work there if they wanted to. Um, sometimes they would take it home and they would paint the invitations, cut them out, assemble them, etc. And um, we sold the, that through albums for a long time. Oh, Cross wow. my heart. And then about 10, I don't know, maybe six or seven years in, I was like, okay, this is, this is difficult. So we started printing the invitations and then okay. later we started from there. We went into monograms. I'd say the first 10 years was really, or the first section was really the invitations. And then after that, we started doing printed and we were able to scale from there. Just really great. But we grew that company all the way till 2010, lived it all through the heyday. It was, um, it was a great company, but the digital revolution and different things in the industry. Um, we closed that in 2010 okay, and restarted as Roseanne Beck. And, um, it now we've had Roseanne Beck for 12 years. Wow. Well, what an amazing story. I mean, I think what's really nice about it is it sounds like you kind of found a mentor that took you under her wing and helped you, which I think is so, um, helpful. And a lot of people that I've interviewed have had that same experience. Um, so now what about you, Madeline? Like, did you, what did you study or what did you, um, have a career in after college? Did you go and work with your mom? Did you go somewhere else or did you start your own business then? So I started, uh, in calligraphy my senior year at SMU. I was living in the Pi Pi house and I had interned, um, 
I had interns down in Houston the summer before, and even before backtrack a tiny bit, it was the fall of my junior year. I took advantage of one of the abroad programs with my scholarship and was gone all summer and all fall and got back and just hated being here. I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know why I chose to go to school in Dallas. Europe is so much better, like very cliche reaction. So um, I got back and I, it was only about February and I was still moping. My mom was like, you gotta, you gotta figure this out. You're, you live here. So figure something out that you can, um, kind of get back to being yourself. And I, I was fall, I was at the time kind of beginning to follow more businesses on Instagram. Um, and it was kind of shifting from being something that was personal, you know, friend photos every weekend Mm -hmm. to, um, brands and businesses, nothing like what it is today, but I was following a girl out of Fort Worth that was teaching calligraphy classes. And when my mom said that, I don't know why I've just kind of sparked like, okay, well, what have I been waiting on? Let me just go try my hand at this. It'll be something I do. That's just for me. Um, and that kind of in my mind was representative of like, I had my own time and my own schedule and all these other personal independent things in, in Europe while I was there. Um, this will be something that can kind of just be mine while I'm here. So I took a class. It was supposed to just be like kind of a fun, brunchy, boozy workshop. And I went home and practiced for weeks on end. So that was, um, I think the teacher was like, I'm not intending for anyone to take it quite as seriously, but I just absolutely loved it. Um, So that was my, my junior year. I interned that summer at a little branding agency that my dad set me up with and had the best time getting to know them and um, kind of learning like team dynamics and things like that in a bit of a more professional environment than I had been exposed to because everything in our family was just not unprofessional, but just very loose and studio and artistic like. So um, I got back at the end of the summer and I was like, I think I want to formalize this. I'd had my first person reach out to me to ask for wedding envelopes And I did the calligraphy um, just at my little desk in the Pie Pie house. It was teeny tiny. And I would line line up all the envelopes all over my carpeted floor next to my twin bed in there. (laughs) And um, at the time in college also, I was working markets with my mom every single time. And so she had a great studio space. If I needed the extra space, I'd go work on envelopes there. But it just kind of slowly grew um by word of mouth and posting that I was working on stuff and then I I graduated um after my senior year with a full-time offer at Southwest Airlines and I was there pretty much the week after graduation I think I had like four days to go to New York market because I was like I, I have to go to market so I they let me go there and then I started the next Monday and I was there Um, a little over four years. I actually just left last August um, and participated in a COVID buyout package that they had. Um, It was just kind of one of those weird, crazy timing things that everyone just talks about how COVID led them in a direction they had no idea. But uh, mine's a little different because at the beginning of 2020, my two goals for that whole year were to try to take my business full time because over those four years I was um, I was juggling my Southwest job. I was in the in the marketing department on the brand team with people that I just absolutely loved, still talk to to this day at least weekly. 
um, amazing, amazing mentors that taught me things about business and communication and organization and structure that um, I really hadn't learned anywhere else, um, but also the creativity of the advertising world. I just absolutely loved it. It was so fiery for me and just so, so great. I had the most amazing projects um, and really the the team kept me there for so long. But at the beginning of 2020, I was like, okay, I'm kind of doing Southwest at 100% and I'm doing M calligraphy at 100% and I'm starting to fray. I can't, I can't do both. So pre-COVID, I said, I think I, by the end of the year, I either want to have a plan to try to take this full time or I want to have taken it full time. Other goal was to get a dog. And but the end oh. of 2020, I had done both. So oh my gosh. Um, I I let it was a hard decision, but um pretty early on in COVID, I mean, I would say maybe the second or third week, because I remember at the end of March, my mom was she had the prior experience of needing to make tough choices for a business. So she pretty immediately was like, all right, we need to buckle down and do this. And I knew I wanted to be able to help a little more than just what I could probably allow still working at Southwest full time. So I asked mm-hmm. pretty quickly for a couple of weeks off to help her make some business decisions and um, just figure out what was going to be next. And then in the time that I was off, um, it was graduation season and I was painting in my pajamas for weeks on end to get graduation bottles out. And then by the time I got back from my couple of months off, um, they had put together the buyout package. So I looked at that over the summer and ultimately decided to take the leap. And my last day was at the end of August last fall. So um, we're hitting almost a year next month of doing this um, somewhat full time and working with my mom too. But it's just been it, was, it feels like so long ago, but now telling the story, it feels really fast. So, yeah. <laughs> my, my first career, I guess, to kind of answer your question in a long-winded way was very specific on an advertising team with huge, amaz- amazing agencies that taught me just things that I would not have learned otherwise, um, but very different from how I spend my days now. Definitely. So what were some of the first steps then for you to, you know, really invest into your business um, and, you know, make it, I guess, more officially a full-time business? Mm -hmm. Um, Were were they like your website, Instagram, or like anything like that, that you had to change and kind of get going? I had it going pretty strongly throughout my time at Southwest. Um, I started my website and I changed my Instagram to a business account when I was still in college. So I really arrived at Southwest with it already, you know, somewhat established what it grew into over the next several years was um, more than I would have anticipated. And then once I started with the bottles, um, that really was kind of what got a lot more attention and started, um, started a, a different kind of growth. But before that, it was very, um, It was just a lot of paint and paper projects is kind of how I like to wrap the bow around it. It was either wedding calligraphy, um, which was, I'd come home from Southwest and I would have a glass of wine and then I'd start on my envelope (laughs) for the night. Um, Or it was, you know, can you paint on my daughter's camp trunk? So for a long time, the business was called M Calligraphy. And then as I started getting these kind of different requests, which was what I, I started realizing I liked working on a variety of projects. Mm-hmm. I call, I decided to add 
um, et cetera to the end of my name. So it was M calligraphy, et cetera. And then I knew, I knew in the last year or so that I wasn't really doing calligraphy at all anymore. I didn't want to get rid of it, but it was not, I wasn't even working on it weekly or monthly at sometimes. So I adjusted to Madeline Creative and I think we'll be here for quite a while because it is a good umbrella for all different kinds of projects. But I would say I, I'm most formalized Madeline Creative. I took all like the normal steps and, you know, everything you're supposed to do with that. And then before that, it was kind of figuring it out as I went and, you know, meeting someone different that said, have you done this? And I was like, yeah. And I'd get home and be like, oh shoot. Okay. I need to figure that out. Um, But a lot while I was at Southwest and it was my, you know, mega creative outlet, I would attend a bunch of conferences or um, I'd fill my my Instagram feed with a lot of just different resources or other entrepreneurs. But formalizing M calligraphy, et cetera, took, you know, four-ish years. And then formalizing Madeline Creative really just took six or nine months, um, kind of just whichever way you look at it. But there was there were a lot of outside influences that were teaching me along the way what you needed to do for kind of yeah. the area I was in. No, that makes sense. So now both of you, how would you describe your brand as what it is today uh, to someone listening who might not be familiar? Like, how do you, what's your like elevator pitch, you know, your one sentence description of your business? For me, um, we're a paper and gift company that is whimsical and classic and um, it's, you know, really fresh um, watercolor and we're color driven. So we um, have a lot of hand painted, but we also have a lot of typography and it pulls all together with our color palette. Love that. What about you? Mine is um, kind of working on the paint and paper projects for everyday celebrations. So that can, you know, range from adding a super personalized calligraphy element to a place card to helping with styling for um, just a really intimate dinner party tablescape or a fun cheese board or painting a bottle for a celebration. Um, I think it now it's very just everyday celebration, making those small moments feel a lot bigger um, through very personalized kind of detailed touches. I love that. I think you guys summed it up perfectly. So now what's your design process like for both of you? Like, where do you get inspiration from, I guess? And then is it, you know, out in natural life that you get inspiration and then you go to your drawing board and sketch some things up or talk to me a little bit about that, like your inspiration and your process. Um, I like to look at real photos. Um, I follow a lot of um, interior designers and interiors. Um, We were in Atlanta, um, doing a little shopping after the show. And I was like snapping pictures in the Lake pajama store. Cause they had this great stripe in their <laughs> dressing room. And, you know, just, I really, I'm always, for me, it's just photos, 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 and figuring out how I can bring it back into what we're doing. Um, real life is what we're really designing for. So real life is the best place to get your inspo in my opinion. And your design process is really cyclical. I mean, you, we just got back from market, but you know, we've got market coming up in January. So you know exactly what categories are coming out at the start of the year. 
Yeah. So you, I mean, my mom is not going to tell you this, but her desktop is like <laughs> horrific. It is pictures it's on my pictures. Fi- it's my file cabinet. It is. <laughs> it looks like what her head probably looks like. It is just pictures on pictures saved on top of each other. And she knows where the exact photo is that she's looking for. It drives me and my siblings nuts because she'll ask us to help with something on the computer. I'm like, I can't get on there. You can't even see where you're supposed to look for the internet because she just saves all kinds of photos um, on her phone too. I mean, but her desktop really is her main inspiration. (laughs) That's like me. My desktop is a chaos always. It's horrible. Good, good. We have a, we have yeah. a fellow here. That's, I love that. She, she starts there and then also with real life. But um, I mean, Rosie and Beck design process is so driven by the catalogs and the season that they're coming out. So um, January is a lot more bridal and baby focused along with really fun, bright, new, bold, everyday motifs. And that kind of carries her through um, the summer shows. And then in summer, you start with your holiday release. And we get to the fall and she starts with her spring holidays. So it's it's a weird thing of, I mean, I'm sure a lot of listeners know this being in the industry, but you start on holidays way before it's even relevant in the middle mm-hmm. of summer. She's painting, you know, springtime, Easter, she's painting a Santa Claus. But And I have a great team. Um, I have three graphic designers that work with me because I'm a watercolor artist. I'm not a, I'm not a graphic designer. So, and the the girls who have worked with me, um, some of them have been from my first company all the way through. Um, We develop just a great rapport and, um, and that's important for the brand to keep that kind of consistency. Y'all have a Mm -hmm. pretty color palette at this point that, Mm -hmm. I mean, even working with the designers that took a couple of years for, okay, last release, we had this hot pink and it actually printed a little bit blue. We need to adjust it. So now y'all have your colors that even when you're painting, you paint within that palette. Yeah. It's important for us, but anyway, I love it. If I had to do something else, I would still pick the same job. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what about you, Madeline? What's your like creative process like, or where do you get inspiration? Um, my, I didn't really know I'd answer this way until this last year, but I am so energized and inspired by travel. And I, I should have probably known that about myself, but I think not being able to go anywhere for so long, um, that's really, it's kind of the way I unplug and recharge, not plugged in, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, I just, it's, it's been so, so important. And I think that not being able to do it shed such a light on that for me, but um, after being abroad, I really prioritized getting back over to unique and, um, different places beyond just where we can get to easily from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to the beach very, very, very often. My mom does too. But once I had my flight benefits, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to the beach without you. <laughs> and I, um, I mean, just anytime that you can either sit still in a different place and kind of look around or, I mean, we even just getting back from market, it was so busy. And I was like, wow, I feel like I pulled myself out of my normal habitat and routine and um, got a lot from that. So travel is definitely a huge one for me. And then I, I recently took a, an Instagram break just because I kind of felt like I needed the, the space for a minute. But And I was a little nervous to get back on. But getting back on, I feel like I started seeing a lot of things very differently. And that's a huge inspiration source for me, too, just 
similar to how my mom said she follows a lot of interiors. Um, I'm not as similar in exactly who we follow, but I, I realized that I follow a lot of accounts that are posting beautiful pictures of the French Riviera and that gets me a little, you know, just kind of lets your mind wander somewhere differently. Um, so I would say just beautiful photographs of huge, huge bulletin board in my studio and in mom's as well, just with a bunch of fun stuff on it. That's just good reminders, but, um, travel in different places, different colors, different kinds of people. Um, and if you can't get there, then following accounts that kind of get me there in the meantime. Definitely. I know we could all use an escape in some travel recently, right? Yes. But <laughs> so my what? design process is like, it's very different from moms because people request exactly what they want. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's more about piecing the puzzle together based on requests versus mom gets to be a little more, um, a little more creative in exactly what she wants to be painting. Definitely. So now what's been your best form of marketing? Like how have you spread the word? Is it Instagram? Is it word of mouth? Is it maybe selling at boutiques? Like what's been each of yours best form of marketing? For me, um, I started so long ago that people knew uh, once those, that sweet little group of ladies spread the word on the original company, um, it just grew. And we, and um, people talk about the heyday, but during that time, it didn't matter what you put out. If it came from your brand or your company, everyone bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had to re when we pivoted and started raising back, um, we were known, but, um, I have always worked with a group of sales reps in showrooms and relied on that a lot. Um, because we, there was no Instagram or anything like that. Um, so I really always relied on my team and, uh, that being the, the, you know, the, the rep, rep groups network. and the, and the networks, um, aside from, um, Maddie's more the Instagram guru. Um, but you know, sometimes it's hard to learn something newer and technology is not my, uh, best friend. So, um, I've gotten there, it works, but uh, for me, it's really word of mouth and relationships. Definitely. What about you? Uh, mine was very word of mouth and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think um, I even I keep coming back to market, but there were a couple of fun girls that came in and they were like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that you were Roseanne's daughter. And um, <laughs> that's all. I mean, the natural network that Instagram and this fun kind of creative world and market have brought to um have brought to me throughout this time. I think that just goes to show how powerful uh, a tag in a different photo can be because people from North Carolina are coming up and they're like, Oh, my friend that went to Vanderbilt tagged me in the post from a year ago. And I'm like, Oh, one girl walked up and she was like, you never answered my DM. You had some really cool earrings on like a year or two ago. I was like what? <laughs> I was like, if you can find them, I'll tell you where they're from. But, and she sure did she pulled it right up but um mine's definitely been instagram um i I try really hard to listen to a lot of different business resources that just remind you that you don't own your followers you need your email list all that kind of stuff but it's hard because instagram has translated so well for me so um i would say and what you do is so visual you know very visual as well as mom so we i mean Showing any of the behind the scenes gets people interested. So showing people a pretty um, styled table or a party or a finished bottle, any, I mean, 
someone will remember exactly what they saw and they're like, I want just, I want exactly that. So, um, that, and then really word of mouth. So now what are each of you really proud of with your business? Like what's one pinch me moment that you've experienced with your business or, um, you know, maybe it was a magazine feature or a certain influencer you collaborated with, or maybe a store that you always wanted to be in picked you up. Like what's something that was really exciting for you with your business? Um, I'm going to let Maddie go first on that one. (laughs) For me, really, I don't have a, it's not exactly that, but I have been the breadwinner for our family. And I think it's the most proud for me that I've been able to support my family with Mm -hmm. my business. Um, I'm, you know, I mean, we've been in some really big accounts. um, It's a really cool custom invite. It's like at the very beginning too. And we did, we did some fun, really fun stuff. We did things for Lionel Richie and we did things for the guest people and, you know, all kinds of really fun, cool things when we did all the hand painted um, invitations. Um, But for me, really, I think it goes back to being able to keep us going (laughs) to be, you know, to be the supporter of the family and being able to pivot and persevere through lots of different um, scenarios. And we're still here and we're still growing. That's a really cool. I mean, Lionel Richie. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time, but yes. And what about you? Um, I think I'm proud this last year that I've got to a point that I could make the decision to, you know, dive deeper in on this and make it more full time um, and the comfort level to leave a a job and a team that I was really, really in love with and um, just know that I was excited to be doing what I was doing all the time. That was that was a big milestone for me. But um I mean, I think some of the some of the pinch me's for me were like my first really, really big orders when someone would say, hey, can you paint, you know, 15 of these and I want to give them out as Christmas gifts or um, a couple of larger influencers. I remember um, Palm Beach lately had me do a bottle for Caitlin Covington and I was so excited. I was like, oh, her, she's so, so cute. I painted one of her exact Instagram photos on the back of the bottle oh. and it was so cool to get to paint for her and both of them really. But, um, what I also remember so much about that, the day that like Instagram kind of exploded for me with, with her posting, it was people commenting on the bottle saying like, Oh, that's that girl in Dallas that does that. So it was, it was just fun for a couple of reasons that it got to Caitlin and, and Palm Beach lately thought it was, you know, a unique and special gift, but also that people were familiar by the time it had gotten there. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I'm proud that the, the demand has been there and, um, yeah, I'm just proud to be able to have taken this to a point that I get to do it a lot more, a lot more full time. Yeah. So now speaking of that, like who would be your dream customer if you could pick any celebrity or influencer? We were both talking about this earlier (laughs) and- like at the same time, I go, oh, I'm gonna say Elton John for that, and my mom was like, no, I was gonna I was say gonna Elton, John. <laughs> love Elton John. We I love mean. Elton so much. One of my sample bottles in the early, early days, I did like a little pop up at um, the Hazen Boutique here in Dallas, 
and no one even looked twice at it but i had painted a little mini bottle that was elton john themed and everyone was like what why <laughs> that's not translatable for anyone buying what you do but i still have it it's in my studio we love oh him so much but so since we both said that um i was like oh my <laughs> next runner-up is um for sure barefoot contessa ina garden i have Ooh. every one of her um cookbooks i love her recipes um three christmases ago i got madeline every one of her <laughs> cookbooks she's like just one i go no 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 here's another and another and another <laughs> Um, all stack. Stack. We all stack. Um, that was where we'd go for our our dinner inspo if we didn't have something to cook one night growing up we had a rainbow library of Ina Garten books so it wasn't like she was going to spread it out over several Christmases I just got got all of them at once <laughs> and um for that for some of the people who follow Maddie um we there was a uh, there was a time period that we would have Sunday night dinners. Um, we still have them, but she would post them, and we just we love to cook. And so you get to bring your your creativity to the kitchen. Then then it goes to the table, and then it's about you know sharing your your meal and entertaining. But to me, it's not really about the entertaining. It's about bringing the people together and the relationships you know, so I love, I love both of your answers because I haven't gotten those before. I always get Reese Witherspoon. So I like how you guys switched it up uh, (laughs) and would have never guessed that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just think a disco bottle for Elton has to have. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? So how would you describe preppy in a few words or sentence? Um, when I graduated from high school, every single person got the preppy handbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, at that time in my life, preppy was pink and green and mattress plaid. Yeah. But as I, um, you know, just you, you, it becomes what you know it as. To me, it's classic. It's timeless. It's a lifestyle. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, I, I would say I'm not 100% preppy. But preppy is in almost everything that we do, for sure. Yep. What about you? Um, I definitely think preppy is more in my mom's sphere than mine. But I think I, I completely agree with classic and timeless. I, I think it's it's something reliable. Mm-hmm. Everyone, answer. even though everyone has their own little version, um, version of it, it, I mean, you were able to just now say what preppy was when you graduated, you know, years ago, but, and it's, it's something that has evolved, but still, I mean, the it's hall, East, it's East coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hallmarks of your line are hot pink and green and turquoise and orange. And Navy. Yeah. And Navy. And <laughs> Navy. You know what? Yeah. Preppy is Navy. <laughs> yes, for sure. Right. Oh, lots of stripes. But timeless, reliable, and very classic. Perfect. That's the perfect answer. So now I have some like short answer, sort of first thing that comes to your mind uh, questions. So my first is for each of you, favorite piece on your site right now or like favorite, you know, design that you've done? Me, it is for sure just chinoiserie, uh, the patterns. Just Mm -hmm. love them. What about you, Maddie? I don't know. That's one of my, 
Oh, you know what? I know. I did some bottles for um, a home on 30A. That the was tile. the tile. Oh, yeah. it was so hard. I worked on those for so long. She had me match um, three rosé bottles and they're just going to sit on her bar in this beautiful Alice Beach home. And they were a rosé label with a tile that was like light blue, cream, ivory, gray, and um, so a little bit of pink. And oh those are, they, it took me a long time. It was a lot more math than I was <laughs> used to. But those, if I could have those in my studio, I won't have the patience to paint them again. But those are <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> they sound beautiful. Are they on your Instagram so we can see yes. the picture? And I think I have them like a front and center on my website because I just loved them. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, one that I put in uh, to deliver and I was like, I don't want y'all to leave. (laughs) (laughs) What is one tip each of you have for making a party stand out? For me, it goes back to my very first company. I think the invitation sets the tone. Mm -hmm. Um, And although we've gotten away from invitations and we're really more tablescapes and uh, notepads and party goods and et cetera, gift items, the invitations are still my favorite to design. And if you set the tone, we do a lot of custom wedding invitations. We do birthday party invitations. Even now, um, a lot of custom people just, you know, contact us and we do that. But that's your first inkling to the party for the guest. Yeah. And it, it, that's the, I think it's the most important. Yeah. What about you, Maddie? What would you say is one tip for that? Um, I, I honestly, the invitation sets the tone was drilled in as a child for me. So (laughs) we were the same. We were the same. I thought about it last night and that was immediately, um, it was just one of those things that even I remember I graduated from high school and my dad and my stepmom said, why don't you have some people over to swim? And I was like, okay, I'll have mom do an invitation. And they were like, no, it's just, just, just a little, why don't you have some people over to swim? But I mean, I think about it. I had some girlfriends over for a Valentine dinner and it was the most informal, fun pasta girls night, but there darn well was an invitation in the middle for it. Um, so definitely probably the same on that. I love that. Now, what about a tip or a trick for a tablescape? Like what's something you think everyone should include in a tablescape maybe? I'm going to let Maddie um, re- d- go to that because she uh, does our tablescapes. But my, the one thing that I like to do is combine modern and vintage on mm-hmm. a table. And mom enables that really well because her little under the stairs wine closet is really now just turning into like plate storage for <laughs> all of our. I love to antique on the all side. of our antique finds. Um, I think my tip or trick is to layer a lot, um, which kind of goes hand in hand with what mom said. But I, when I did my Valentine's dinner back in February, my mom and kind of laughed at me and some other friends did too, but I started putting stuff down for the dinner probably three or four weeks in advance. Granted, I live by myself. I have, um, you know, the dining room is just the dining room. So I had the ability to just kind of let it grow, but yeah. I ended up adding stuff to that table for weeks on end because you could just keep layering it. And by the time that you're done, um, it looks just, it looks so well put together in a way that you wouldn't, if you just had all these different, or if you had all these things that just coordinated and matched, whereas Mm -hmm. when you layer and mix, 
um, it comes together in such a personal, unique way. My other, um, it's not necessarily a tablescape, but I guess just entertaining. We start, even, even if someone's coming over just around the corner, we start every single evening with a cheese board. So I, I think that, that you, you've got to kick off your party or your little gathering or your happy hour catch up in your leggings, whatever, but you've got to have a little <laughs> cheese board. Yes. We always, we will have nothing in the fridge besides white wine and some manchego. <laughs> you girls are my kind of girls. <laughs> yeah. Get to the pantry and you can pull out the cheese board. Yeah. Get all the, it is our favorite. <laughs> so what about some of, fa- some of your favorite accounts or brands to follow on social media? I follow a lot of interior design companies. Uh, some of my faves are... Um, some Dallas-based accounts, uh, Blueprint and The Collective. Um, I also like Lindsay Meyer Art. She does rugs and some modern paintings. Um, and then I also follow um, some fellow artists. Um, I love TomTom. Um, Tom. We just did a collaboration with him, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Ard in um, Atlanta. And um, I really um, draw so much from watching um, interior designers Uh, put together rooms and how they layer it. So it really helps me get um, design inspo and ideas from that. Definitely. What about you, Maddie? Mine is a mix of my travel bug and just some of my favorite influencers. I wrote, I was going to just say the beach, but specifically the Bud and Alley's account in Seaside. Um, they're just the, my favorite and everyone's favorite in Seaside little rooftop, uh, restaurant. They post the best beach pictures of 30A, um, travel and leisure. There's a photographer that posts all her Paris photos, Mary Quincy. I mean, not right. I don't know how I found her, but I have followed her since she had, you know, way less followers than she has today. And her Paris pics are outstanding. My two favorite, favorite influencers are uh, Julia Brultheimer and Ashley Brooke. Julia can put her name on almost anything and I will buy it. <laughs> and uh, lastly, some of our our tablescape vendors, um, La Tavola and BBJ Lennon. I just love how they put stuff together. And um, I think it's so nice that they showcase so much of their product in action and show, you know, this person used this table um, runner this way. And then, you know, two photos later, it's totally different. So it's just mm-hmm. really, really creative to see how their pieces can be so uh, flexible. Oh, I'll have to add them to my list and follow. So my second to last question is what's next for you guys? Like, could you share a sneak peek of a collection coming out or something you're working on, something exciting, a new piece? We are, um, getting ready to work on spring. And I just in Atlanta did a little bit of painted like color block uh, series. And um, we're going to have a lot more of that. Um, I'm getting ready to do a pink and red one for Valentine and um, a green and yellow for um, Easter. Uh, But for me, really, the newest thing that's going to be happening is we're going to be doing some more collaborations. I really enjoyed working with um, Thomas. And um, even though uh, our brands or uh, the style is really similar, um, it is an add on and they really work together. So um, I would love to add other artists that um, really, you know, complement um, the Rosie and Beck, you know, uh, 
um, style and brand to our collection. Um, the, it's really called Rosie and Beck Collections. And so um, I think we're going to take that in a new direction. I love that. I can't wait to see what you come up with. And I love the little sneak peek of the Tom Tom uh, collab. Yeah. Oh, that was so fun at market. <laughs> what about you, Maddie? What's next? Any like sneak peeks or something fun you're working on? Um, I I think I really just kind of want to sink my teeth a little bit deeper into how else I can help with some of these smaller celebration moments. I've absolutely loved painting the bottles and they're not going anywhere, but I just think, um, you know, in, in kind of taking June to think about how busy things had gotten with the bottles, I was like, you know, I, it was not the dream to have a bottle painting business. It was the dream <laughs> to be an artist and to be creative. Um, and I think that when I had the et cetera on my M calligraphy name, I really held myself accountable to that. And so I just want to try to get back to a good mix of what I'm working on versus being so specified on one item. Um, so you'll see probably some new products coming out and then um, a lot more focus on like kind of boutique event design services. So I don't know if that'll be, you know, bundles or packages for making your smaller dinner parties just more extravagant um, in a manageable way or a birthday party or um, things like that. But I just, I kind of want to find some more ways to help someone, you know, I want to make this crazy and fun and special for my friend, even just a birthday brunch, but I don't want to spend a ton and you have a great eye. What can we do? I want to find a way to make that um, approachable for people that I can just step in and kind of wave the wand and make it a little extra fabulous. I love that. That sounds so fun. Um, so my final question is, where can people find you? Let everyone know like your website address, your social media handle so that they can follow along and shop. So um, we are on rosieandbeck.com um, for retail. Um, and then there's a wholesale login, um, wholesale.rosieandbeck.com. And then Rosie and Beck Collections is our Instagram and then boutiques all over the country. Awesome. And Maddie, what about you? You can find me on Instagram at Madeline Creative. Um, Mom and I both have unique spellings. People either add an E for her or forget an E for me. So um, it's Madeline Creative on Instagram. And then it is MadelineCreativeCo.com. Perfect. Well, thank you ladies so much for joining me today. I loved learning more about you and your businesses. We loved oh, it. Thanks for having us. So fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.